morning. If you will, let's <coughs> turn to our text, be Genesis 29. Be looking at this family of Jacob's again. Just teasing with Kimberly. My morning routine's gone. I normally have notes and highlight them and draw on them and write things in. And I haven't, I don't, last time I saw these notes, I typed. I was like Moses. I was busy fetching water this morning. <laughs> Be a good day. Won't it? <clears throat> Let everybody get settled. We'll get to Genesis 29. It's been important. Call my message is a dysfunctional family. You know any families that's dysfunctional? You know it's just a hot mess. Come on in. Genesis twenty nine. <clears throat> Let's pray together. Father, be with us. Lord, we've gathered in this house to hear a word from you. Make that serious to us. Allow us to see the value of our soul and the eternal nature of this. God, if you'll please make one of your children believe today. Give us the faith, your gift to believe Christ. Give us the faith whose object is Christ and give us the faith and the, be merciful to us to obey him. Lord, if you be not with us, don't let us go. Have your spirit with us today, Lord. Be with us. Give us ears to hear. Christ, teach us, Lord. Forgive us for what we are. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen. All right, brethren, Genesis 29, we'll begin in verse 31. <clears throat> Genesis 29, 31. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son. She called his name Reuben. For she said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Because the Lord hath heard that I was hated, he therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Now this time will my husband be joined to me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah. And left bearing. Chapter 30, verse 1. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children, or else I die. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, Am I in God's stead? 
who hath withheld from thee the fruit of thy womb? And she said, Behold, my maid Bilhah, go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees that I may also have children by her. And he gave, and she gave him Bilhah, her handmaid, to wife, and Jacob went in unto her. And Bilhah conceived and bare Jacob a son. And Rachel said, God hath judged me, and hath also heard my voice, and hath given me a son. Therefore she called his name Dan. And Bilhah, Rachel's maid, conceived again and bare Jacob a second son. And Rachel said, With great wrestlings have I wrestled with my sister. I have prevailed. She called his name Naphtali. Then when Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpha, her maid, and gave her Jacob to wife. And Zilpha, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a son. And Leah said, A troop cometh. She called his name Gad. And Zilpha, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a second son. And Leah said, Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed. And she called his name Asher. And Reuben went in the days of the wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them unto his mother. Then Rachel said to Leah, Give me, I pray thee, thy son's mandrakes. She said unto her, Is is it a small matter that thou hast taken my husband? And wouldest thou take away my son's mandrakes also? And Rachel said, Therefore he shall lie with thee tonight for thy son's mandrakes. Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him and said, Thou must come in unto me, for surely I have hired thee with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. And God hearkened unto Leah in the midst of all this, this debauchery. God hearkened unto Leah. And she conceived and bare Jacob the fifth son. And Leah said, God hath given me my hire because I have given my maiden to my husband and she called his name Issachar and Leah conceived again and bare Jacob the sixth son and Leah said God hath endued me with a good dowry now will my husband dwell with me because I have borne him six sons and she called his name Zebulun and afterwards she bare a daughter called her name Dina and God remembered Rachel God hearkened to her and opened her womb and she conceived and bare a son and said, God hath taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph and said, the Lord shall add to me another son. We'll stop there. He did. (laughs) With faith, Rachel said, God will give me another son. She had Benjamin, didn't she? We read that last time. We know in Romans 15, Paul told us, he said, whatsoever things are written aforetime were written for our learning. We're going to learn something. That we, through patience, it's going to take a while. You ain't going to learn it all today. It's going to take a long time, a lifetime. Jacob's pushing 100 years old now. <laughs> that through patience and comfort of the scriptures, that's, that's a horrible story we just read. That, I mean, it's just terrible. It's horrible at every turn, isn't it? Ain't nothing good going on. A weak man, wicked wives, <laughs> disobedient children, onriness, just debauchery all around. It's bad. That we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. This is a gospel story. Did you know that? 
This is good news. This is good news. Something we we ought to be excited about hearing. <laughs> like, man, did you hear that? That's amazing. What's your next thought? What time's the ball game come on? Did you go with Michelin's whenever you bought tires last time? I had, I don't. I, we gotta talk about something, I guess. But I just bum puzzles me. This is a story of a sinful family, and it tells us one more time that gospel story. The gospel story. Paul said, "Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound." <laughs> we we have God's law. How many things can you list that's wrong here? But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Boy, did it. Boy, did it. These are all bad things. We don't look over that. We don't condone it. We don't encourage it. We don't encourage bad things, do we? Well, not if we have any wisdom whatsoever. David says, Surely the wrath of man shall praise thee, and the remainder of wrath shalt thou restrain. What's that mean? Even mankind being wrathful to other mankind is praising God. And if it ain't, he won't let it happen. <laughs> if it's more than he allowed, it won't be allowed. A-double-L, I tell you all the time. You know? A-double-L, all things, all things. Well, I don't like that. Too bad. <laughs> it's going to glorify God. Does that make you mad? I'll make you happy. I'll give you comfort through the scriptures, shouldn't it? Read Amos. A trump shall be blown in the city, and the people not be afraid. This gospel's going for who's believed our report? This gospel's going out. Ain't people fearing God? <laughs> shall there be evil in a city and the Lord hath not done it? Surely the Lord God will do nothing. But he revealed his secret unto his servants, the prophets. We know these you know these things. You know these things. What happened? God did it. Anything. You get that? Anything. If it's good, bad, ugly, sideways, all of this was come to pass as God purposed it before foundation. Now, wicked people did it. He didn't commit the, the sin, did he? He didn't have sin and imputed that into their account. <laughs> no. They did that all by themselves. That's what was there. But he ruled it. He reigned, didn't it? We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. It ain't going to work out good to those who aren't. I can't say that to them. But to the people that believe God, they believe. Not they believe in him, not they agree that those are facts, and I think that's the right religion. And we got all of our ducks and rows. Those that believe a person, because he saved them and put a new life in them. All things work out for good, isn't it? for his glory, for our good, according to his purpose, purpose. The lot's cast in the lap. We tumble and dice. I love that song. Tumble and dice, ain't we? Just roll things. It just seems so happenstance to us. Things just how they fall. Well, that's just fate, man calls it, and everything else. Well, that, that this just come to pass, didn't it? That's just how it ended up happening. But the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. There ain't a molecule that's ever moved throughout time ever. Not an electron has come out of orbit that God didn't ordain and purpose for his glory. If he did, he's ruled and he ain't God. Is that so? 
Our God is God, isn't he? Aren't you thankful for that? Our time is in his hands. <laughs> oh, Brother Parks preaching that the other day, and he said, you know, I would be comforted if it said that all of the saints' times are in his hands. That's true, and that would be a comfort. And what did David say? What can I say? My time. What's going on in the world? It don't matter. My time. What time are you in right now? What are you going through? That time that you're going through, whatever it is, is in his hands. He brought it to pass. Now, the means might have been that he used was our wickedness and our foolishness and our disobedience to his plain written word. But it's his times. We're in his hands, isn't it? His hands. There was a $300 billion act that was signed in law last year. Wasteful, wasn't it? Wasn't that wasteful? I'm glad I don't have to see the sins of other people and the ignorance of people that profess to be believers that they broadcast to the world wide web. I bet somebody had something bad to say about it. Wasteful. Frivolous. That's not being frugality, is it? $300 billion. You know what that did? Brother D. Parks was awarded 100% through the VA. Y'all know what that Some of you VA folks knows what that means. Uh, he's going through all his cancer. It's completely covered, and there ain't, there ain't no medical cap. You get that? It ain't, it ain't going to hit a million dollars with cancer treatment. Well, we can't pay it no more. Your insurance is capped out. God did that. A year ago, you think he didn't know his son that he's going to send cancer to? He's going to get cancer? How's he going to provide for his family? How's he going to get medical attention? What's he going to do? How's she going to and the children going to be provided for? Lord's established it and ordained it clean out a year and a half ago. What ought, to we, what ought we criticize of what's happening to us? I pray the Lord's in this. It ain't me preaching to myself. What do I criticize? Oh, if I had to write it down, I'd run out of paper. <laughs> ain't enough trees chopped down, is it? What do we criticize? What should we criticize? Absolutely nothing. We ought to walk, I ought to walk through this world as somebody just, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Shouldn't I? It's his hand. It's his times that our hands, or his hands, our times are in. This story of Jacob is a story of every son of Jacob. It's a sinner, completely and totally sin, and his entire family, too. That's everybody. Everybody born to Adam, isn't it? This family of Jacob's a mess. It's chaos. Why? All of them are sinners. That's why. They're all sinners. They're shaped in iniquity. They're born from a womb speaking lies. And all these sons of Jacob's were just like their father, weren't they? All 12 of them. All these sons of Jacob's are just like our father. Two zebras have a baby. It's a zebra. Isn't it? What happens when two sinners have a baby? <laughs> it's a sinner. Isn't it? We have a hereditary disease. From birth, there's a condition, there's a disease. We all got it. Jacob's wives, his father-in-law, his children, they're all just sin-filled heathens. But God. God loved Jacob. God came to Jacob. God thundered in Jacob's heart, and he made a promise to Jacob. He said back in chapter 28, Behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and I'll bring you again into this land. 
for I will not leave thee until I've done that which I've spoken of. That man ain't going to rest until the matter is resolved. Where we read that at? Uh, Psalm, Ruth. goes <laughs> several places, isn't it? He ain't, he's not slothful. He's not slack like men are. He said, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going to do this. It's going to take some time before we see where all these sons happens to Jacob, isn't it? It's going to be good as time goes on. And I thought, you know, we've been, I thought we started this in January last year. We've been in Genesis for a whole year, haven't we? And I looked it up. We looked at day one, day one in April of 2021. We're pushing two years, 60-some messages in, in Genesis. Takes, we got a lot to learn, don't we? And this is just round one. We might go through Genesis two or three more times as the decades go, huh? Joseph's going to be made above the others, isn't he? There's going to be sweet forgiveness. There's going to be mercy shown, humble spirits all around. Everybody's going to be humble. They're going to be weeping and hugging necks and all kinds of things. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. This is a story and a family that God will chase them because of their sin. He's going to chasten them, not punish them, chasten them. Why? Because of their sin, isn't it? Reading Hebrews 12, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. And he scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God deal with you as sons. Isn't that a privilege? Isn't that an honor? If you're just getting whipped, not punished, the Lord's correcting you, chastening his child. He loves you. You're his child. For what son is he whose father chasteneth not? That's a rhetorical question. <laughs> What, Daddy, don't whip his son. <laughs> if you love him, our Lord said in Revelation 3, said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. That's what he's going to teach us. Look to him and turn from ourselves. Stop that. Stop it. We are told from the scriptures, from the word of God. Now, we'll, we'll excuse anything we can and shove it underneath the rugs because it affects us. We don't want to do it. God tells us plainly, whip them youngins. Make them mind you the first time you tell them something. Is that right? Is that what he says? Make them mind. Make them mind the first time. Children, obey your parents. That's the first commandment with promise. You have a long life. Brush your teeth. Make your bed. Shut work on time. <laughs> Be kind to people. You have a longer, better life, won't you? It's so. God proves his word to us, don't he? And he, re <clears throat> he loves his children. And he, makes them, he rebukes them and he chases them. Solomon told us, says, he that spareth his rod hateth his son. When I just love him too much to whip him. No, you don't. You love yourself too much. That's so. They're in the terrible twos. No, they're not. No, no they're not. You don't make a mind. The Lord says so. But he that loveth him chases him betimes. That means early. Nips it in the bud. Knock it off. Do you think our... Faithful, heavenly, perfect father wouldn't make his children mind? Oh, man. Our heavenly father is faithful. He's faithful, and he will not let his children get by and get over. We ain't going to pull the wool over his eyes. We're not going to sneak one by dad. What was this family like? Jacob was a deceiver, wasn't he? And so he was allowed to be deceived to teach him something. He's the man. Look here in chapter 29, verse 20. 25. Genesis 29, 25. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was, it was Leah. <laughs> he woke up with the ugly sister. 
And he said to Laban, What is this that thou hast done to me? What have you done to me? Did I not serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? You deceived me. You tricked me. You reckon the Lord pierced his heart? If he's a son, he will be taught. If he's a son, if he's a child of God, God's going to chase him. He's going to rebuke him. And it may not be out loud. It's, oh, why did I say that? I'm the deceiver. I'm the deceiver. Paul said that too in Romans 2. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judgest. For wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doeth the same things. Is he lying? Is he lying? Like Nathan told David, thou art the man. Thou art the man. Saul was holding the coats of those that stoned Stephen, didn't he? And boy, as a picture of Christ. That's what he said. Did, did, did Stephen stand up and say, this man's pure evil? <laughs> what he's doing is evil. Wasn't That's horrible. He said, he's, he's the devil. He's mean. He's bad. He's vicious. He's got marching orders to come get the church and persecute us and put us in prison. What he's doing is wrong. Did Stephen say those things? When they stoned Stephen, he called upon God and said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down. as they're just I mean, you think a fist-sized rock's hitting him upside the head. Do you get that? This ain't just some old English Roman stuff we're reading in a story. This happened. He's getting stoned to death. Rocks are flying. And he cried with a loud voice and said, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And when he said this, he fell asleep. Have we been learning on Wednesday nights what sleep means? <laughs> he fell asleep. Mm. That scattered him. That scattered him. God couldn't be in this. Well, what happened? Philip went down to Samaria and preached. <laughs> they believed and were baptized. I won't get in the next hour. Jacob had to have a moment of understanding. He said, I'm getting what I deserve. This, this is me. It doesn't matter what Laban did to me. It doesn't matter what he did. I sinned against God. And if this chastening's what I get, thank God for it. It ain't eternal punishment. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'll take that whipping. I don't know, I don't know how this will affect some. Somebody might perk up and start paying attention. I was 15 years old last time my dad spanked me. And he took me in a room, made me drop my pants, and he took his belt off, and it went, I mean, just barely touched me. And I went, huh, like I was going to laugh, you know. And I thought, if I laugh, he'll kill me. <laughs> I was bigger than him then. It didn't matter. He'd have killed me. And I went, huh, whoa, and I said, well, I mustered up some tears real quick. <laughs> you got to get it. I'm thankful. I, during the time, buddy, it wasn't, it wasn't no good. I'm thankful now. Oh, I'm thankful now. I'm thankful. That was a man that believed God and governed his house as God told him to do it. You are benefiting from that. Did you know that? You children, my children, and these children here too, if they listen to me, benefiting from it. God blessed it, didn't he? Philip went down and preached, baptized those people, and Lord blessed that too, didn't he? God does not punish his children. He chastens them. We do not pay for our sins, but we learn lessons from them. The Lord teaches us lessons, and they're hard lessons. They're hard lessons to learn. But we don't get it unless it's uncomfortable. 
Ain't that so? Ain't that so? I've made a living before training soldiers, and I do the same thing for my children. What's the three ways the human body learns? Repetitious physical activity, a significant emotional event, or the most effective and my favorite, a combination of the two. We go through the same thing, the same thing, same thing, same thing, and it's horrible. It's rough. It's real. There's a significant emotional event, and it keeps happening over and over. And finally, it starts soaking in, don't it? Maybe I ought not put my finger in that light socket. Maybe I ought not disobey God's word. Maybe he knows what he's talking about, right? Jacob had four wives. That's not according to the word of God, is it? God said the two shall become one, and Jacob paid for it. Much trouble, much trouble. Is Jacob different? Who else did this? Who else had, had more than one wife? Abraham? If you lay with somebody, that you're married. God says so. There happens to be a ceremony we'll look at next hour that publicly proclaims something that's already took place. But if you lay with somebody, you're married. Abraham, David, David had a bunch of wives. Jacob had a bunch of wives. Solomon had a bunch of wives. A lot of trouble came to all of them, wasn't it? But he was up in the 70s and so overcome with desire and, and himself, looking out to self-serve, and he just took Leah anyway, and he didn't enter into marriage with his eyes open. If we walk in the light we are given, with our eyes open, we ain't going to stumble. Brother Chapman brought that out. Isn't that plain? The Lord's gave us light. We keep our eyes open. And we ain't gonna stub our toes. Now you close. You're in darkness and shut your eyes. You're gonna bust. You're gonna break your toe, ain't you? We need to approach marriage with open eyes, walking in the light of God's word with seriousness and sobriety. And this family's full of trouble because of their sins. And we could blame it all on Jacob. He's supposed to be seeking the Lord. He's supposed to have. That's his primary goal: is to put his family underneath the sound of the gospel. But we don't read about that, do we? He's supposed to be walking in the truth and leading his family and. What's he doing? He's following. His wives are telling him what to do, and he's doing it. And you're going to do this, and he did it. And then Rachel said, you're going to do that, and he did it. He's taking all his commands from them. Wasn't he? Trouble, trouble. Leah said, lay with my maids. He did it. What's wrong with him? He's a sinner. He's depraved. He's got a flesh. He's got a sin nature. That's what's wrong with him. This is a lesson that's, that the best human being that we could find is altogether vanity. We're all altogether vanity. We're corrupt, aren't we? The deceiver was deceived by many. He was deceived, and he deceived himself, didn't he? What did John tell us? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth's not in us. What sin? All sin. All sin. We are capable of any and all sin and to think we wouldn't is to deceive ourselves and we're calling God a liar I would never do that you're saying God you're a liar that's what scripture says isn't it I would never do that you don't know you we say we've not sinned we make him a liar and his word's not in us it's Jacob's fault it's his doing yet the whole disposing that's what we started wasn't it the whole disposing of this is of the Lord that's good news <laughs> He's on his throne, ruling and reigning all things, isn't he? This is the gospel story. <laughs> I made a mess of everything. <laughs> everything I did was wrong. Everything I think was wrong. But God. Let me tell you something. There ain't no good news if there ain't no bad news. If you've never had bad news, then it, all good news is just mediocre. 
Well, that's nice. Christ came to the world to save sinners. Hmm, how about that? That's a historical fact. People walking up and down the street tell you that. You get, get, get the bad news, you're the sinner. <laughs> that's good news to find he comes to save sinners, isn't it? That's a good news. Good news for sinners. It's hope for the hopeless. hopeless. You know what this gospel's made for? Dysfunctional families. <laughs> we got to get all our ducks in a row. Then we can start going to church. Hogwash. Go hear Christ, Christ proclaim. That's what needs to happen, isn't it? Jacob was a sinner. All four of his wives were sinners, and all of his children were sinners, isn't it? Look here at verse 31, Genesis 29, 31. When Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister. I'm sorry, verse 31, Genesis 29, 31. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he said, well, I love her less. God said she's hated. There was hatred in that family. Look, Genesis 30, verse 1. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister. What's going on in this family? What's, this, what's day-to-day life like? There's hatred. There's envy. Look down at verse 2. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. Hatred, envy, anger. And verse 8. Rachel said, With great wrestlings have I wrestled my sister. Wrestling, striving between one another. Verse 15. And she said unto her, Is this a small matter that thou hast taken my husband? And would thou take also my son's mandrakes? Accusations. Accusations. Jealousy, wrath, division, backbiting. What's all that? Works of the flesh. Works of the flesh. We've got to be taught that. We think what we're doing is right and hits flat wrong. God's right. We're wrong. We have to be taught that, don't we? Turn over to Galatians 5. Galatians chapter 5. These are all the works of the flesh, and we're full of them. We're full of them. That's what we are. We are sin. Galatians 5, verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. There's a war going on, Paul says, over Romans 7, isn't it? And these are contrary, the one to the other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. Well, I'd love to do everything just according to God's word. His, his law is holy and perfect. That's what I want to do. I just can't do it. And everything I don't want to do, that's exactly what I wake up doing. But if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Verse 19, now the works of the flesh are manifest. What are they manifest in? This flesh. It lusts us against the Spirit, doesn't it? Which are these? Here's the lust of the flesh. Adultery, that's what was going on. Fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murderers, drunkenness, a big party before you went to lay with Leah, wasn't it? Revelings, and such the like, of the which I tell you before, as I've told you in time past, that they... Which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The Lord rebuked Peter, didn't he? Peter said, Peter rebuked the Lord. That's our, that's our natural state. You're rebuking God. You ought to do it my way. Peter rebuked the Lord. And he said, I forbid, don't you do that. Don't you talk about dying. And he said, get behind me, Satan. 
For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. All that stuff Paul's mentioning. All that stuff, that's what mankind, that's our nature wants that, isn't it? What are the things of God? What's our new creation? And in spite of ourselves, God blesses us and puts it in us. What's that new creation crave? Look at verse 22, Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there's no law. There ain't no limit to that. You want to do that? Do it all you want. <laughs> Triple down. Knock yourself out. Good, right? And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Don't let us do that. Keep us on these things. Lord, keep us. Keep us. Turn over just a few pages of Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk, not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, but being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work all uncleanness with greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation of the old man. Put that stuff away. I didn't know it was wrong. Well, you do now. If we know better, we ought to do better, right? If we know better, we ought to do better. Put it off. That ye put off concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Peter said, let me stir up your pure minds. Let me remind you of who Christ is and what he did for us, who we are. All flesh is grass, behold your God, right? And that you put on the new man. Seek, seek that. I do. Do you wake up in the morning and pray? Say, Lord, be with me today. Make me be a good example to the people in this world and my family and everybody else and one fellow prayed, he said, Lord, today I haven't cursed you too much, and I haven't sinned too much, and I haven't disobeyed too much, but here in a few minutes, I'm going to get out of bed. <laughs> I'm going to get up. I haven't done too much. I've been awake 15 seconds. Be with me, huh? Verse 25, or verse 24, put on a new man. Seek that, which is after God created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we're members one of another. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. You get mad, don't go to bed on your anger. What do you do if you do that? Neither give place to the devil. You're giving place to the devil by doing that, ain't you? Let him that stole still no more, but rather let him labor. <laughs> Working with his hands. <laughs> Henry told me, I, said, I will preach one day. I was 16 years old. I, said, I think God's going to make me a preacher. He said, Well, be like your daddy. Work with your hands, son. And so I did. I went and hit it like I live, hard and fast, buddy. Gave it all I had. Lord made me a preacher anyway. I pray he has. Let no, verse 29, let no corrupt, corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, that which is good. 
used to the edifying, that they may minister grace unto the hearers. Have something good to say. Pass through them doors we read about. Is it needed? Is it true? Is it kind? Is it loving? And grieve not the Holy Spirit, whereby you are sealed into that day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Do it intentionally with vengeance. Right now. Do it right now. <laughs> you read God's word? Listen to it right now. Sorry, I don't care about yesterday. Do right now. I want to do that. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even. How? How do we do such things? Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. How could I forgive so much evil? How could I forgive so much trickery done to me? I must see I'm the trickster. And he sent his only begotten son to bear every sin that I've ever committed and will commit. And boy, I tell you what, that weighs on me. I thought if Kimberly had to get take a beating with a cat of nine tails for every time I took a drink of water, I don't want to drink no more water. Do you get that? That's every sin I commit and the sin that I am, that's where it comes from. My Lord had to bear the guilt of it and the shame of it. I don't want to do that no more. I have no desire to do that. Verse 1 of chapter 5. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. <laughs> Crying to Abba Father is what we have to cry. Isn't it? And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. Jacob and his whole crew, they weren't acting like people that followed God, was it? But God. But God, he blesses those that he chose before time in spite of ourselves. In spite of ourselves. We bring all the trouble on ourselves by thinking we know better than what God says. And he's going to prove his word to us. He's going to prove to his children that he ain't lying. <laughs> he is. He's going to prove it to us. First thing people say about my children, we asked them the other night, First thing people say about you, how well behaved you are. <laughs> what, what nice, respectful children we have. They say, how'd you do that? And we tell them how we did it. And then they absolutely refuse it and they won't listen to us. They don't take a word of advice we have to say. Well, you just think you know everything. No, huh? I just did what God told me to do. That's it. What did he say? He said, they're going to refuse you. No, he said, they're refusing me. They're just going to take it out on you. Isn't that it? How can any good come out of all this deceiving? How can any good come out of all this lust? How can any good come out of this envy and hatred and jealousy? How? God's in it. We see ourselves, we get miserable, I know that. But we know what we are, and we know who's on the throne. Our God is God. He lives up to his name. He rules and reigns all things, doesn't he? Now, does that make you want to go back to envy and strife and jealousy and poke people's eyes out? Or does that make you want to love, long-suffering, forgiving, kind, as Christ has done to us? And all this sin, we just see the sovereign grace and mercy of our Lord and his purpose being fulfilled through his people. Oh. Jacob and all these sinful women, they bear a bunch of sinful children. <laughs> Didn't they? Are you a sinful son of Jacob? Are you one of those sorry sons of Jacob's? Is that you? 
For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, because he's God Almighty, he's the Lord of hosts, and he doesn't change because of that. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. <laughs> Salvation's of the Lord. It ain't a man. And, 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 and a fool who doesn't know God thinks he's going to add to it. Well, we got a sanctifier. Oh, hush, you don't know what you are. You don't know what you are. The only reason we're not consumed is because of him. Every one of these boys that was born to him, as we go through it, I look forward to it. Every one of these boys... They were born in sin. Well, that's, that's wrong, wasn't it? And every one of them was bought by blood. That's what matters. That's what matters. All right, let's pray again. Father, forgive us for what we are. Leave us not to ourselves. and Don't leave us to our own understanding and what we think is right, Lord. Give us wisdom. Lord, at all costs, point us to Christ. He's the one thing needful. Not comfort in this world, not our wants and what we think are needs and desires. He's the one thing needful. Point us to Him as you promised you will. Keep us as you promised you will. Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. Be with those that aren't with us and our brethren that are suffering around this world. Allow them to see your perfect will and sovereign hand in all things. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen. All right.